Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. R.I.P. the Super League. That's our lead story for the Morning Buzzcast. It is Wednesday, April 21st. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody is doing well. Let's start with the Super League. Was it hubris? It was certainly a failure to read the room, and it was spectacularly poor anticipation of how such a plan would be received. But the Super League may go down as one of the most poorly planned launches in sports business history. The league was officially suspended overnight as it collapsed under massive fan revolt. There was government and political criticism, and there was extreme public pressure. And rarely do you get owners, executives of such wealth and standing, to offer apologies. But that's what we are starting to see this morning. Even today in Europe, Super League founder and Juventus chair Andrea Agnelli said the league could no longer go ahead after so many clubs withdrew yesterday. I'm actually not sure who still remains in the league as of this morning's buzzcast. What stood out to me? Well, the normally very reclusive John Henry, owner of Liverpool, posted a video last night apologizing to the fans and supporters of Liverpool for, quote, the disruption I caused over the past 48 hours, end quote. John Henry was one of the big proponents behind the Super League for years. He said the Super League was, quote, never going to stand without the support of the fans, end quote. And the fans, quote, were very clear that it would not stand, We heard you, I heard you, end quote. Just fascinating. On Tuesday, there was a steady beat of teams backing out of the Super League. First, it was Man City. Then it was Chelsea. And then all six Premier League clubs walked away from the plan only two days after it was announced. And once the Premier League clubs were out, you could tell that the Super League was on life support as it was a far less attractive product and proposition. Then overnight, Inter Milan, Atletico Madrid said they were out as well, and just after midnight in Europe, a top Super League official confirmed the entire project has been suspended. And there's more fallout. Man United announced that its executive vice chair, Ed Woodward, one of the main drivers behind the Super League plan, would leave the club at the end of the year. The grand plans of the Super League are a league that lasted all of about three days. We'll continue to cover what's left of the Super League on the Morning Buzzcast. Let's shift to some other news because ESPN is reporting that leaders from Major League Baseball and the MLBPA met yesterday for their first official negotiating session. This comes a little more than six months before baseball's collective bargaining agreement is set to expire, as we have talked about on the Buzzcast. The belief is that these will be very difficult negotiations. There, of course, is the possibility of a work stoppage, but the two sides spoke yesterday for the first time, and not surprisingly, the league and the union declined to comment on the discussions. 
I want to shift to some interesting news from the golf world because the PGA Tour has created a very lucrative bonus structure that will pay out and reward golf's biggest stars regardless of how they perform on the course. So the new system is designed to compensate players who are judged to drive fan and sponsor engagement. So I find this very fascinating. This is known as the Player Impact Program, and it's seen as a direct response to the Premier Golf League. Remember, this was the proposed league. I don't think it will ever launch, but it was a proposal that would lure the top players to play on its tour with the promise of major guarantees and big paydays. So the PGA Tour is taking a page from that book. It's called the Player Impact Program. It began in January. So at the end of the year, a pool of $40 million will be distributed among 10 players, the players who are deemed the most valuable to sponsors and to fans. Very interesting. What are they looking at? Well, the algorithm looks at Google search rankings, their Nielsen brand exposure ratings, their Q score, and their social engagement ratings. So if they score high there, they're more likely to get some money from this pool of $40 million. Of course, when they did the algorithm for the first year, the player to judge to have added the most value to the tour, who do you think it was? Of course, it was Tiger Woods, but there are some other players who could benefit. Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, Roy McIlroy were all names mentioned. So the PGA Tour looking at some big guarantees to keep their most popular players happy and playing on tour. Let's shift to some news from the college sports world because four college basketball players representing the hashtag not NCAA property movement met on Zoom last night with NCAA President Mark Emmert. According to the Des Moines Register, they left the meeting disappointed over Emmert's response regarding name, image, and likeness. They reportedly asked Emmert to endorse an NCAA waiver for name, image, and likeness for the upcoming academic year. This is not a surprise because other players have asked him for this. Because remember, states like Alabama, Florida, Mississippi, New Mexico, they have passed laws that will allow college athletes to earn money using their name, image, and likeness starting in July. So these players, not in schools in those states, want the same rights in that NIL marketplace. But Emirates' response reportedly was very noncommittal. He said he was still waiting on Congress to make a decision. That is not surprising. Emmert from day one has wanted a congressional overlay legislation on name, image, and likeness. But he did say he would continue to meet with the players going forward. Shifting to some news out of the NBA. First, the Sacramento Kings welcomed fans back last night. They had about 1,600 frontline workers to the team's game against the Timberwolves at Golden One Center. The team plans to limit crowds to about 2,000 for their three remaining home games in April, but hope to gradually grow attendance in May. So another team welcoming fans back is always a good sign. Over at the Oklahoma City Thunder, expect a new naming rights partner for that team after its current sponsor, Chesapeake Energy, has terminated its naming rights agreement with the team. The Thunder had a 12-year deal with Chesapeake, but Chesapeake Energy Corp. filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy last summer. The building will continue to be called Chesapeake Energy Arena as the Thunder looks for a new naming rights partner. Staying with some news on naming rights, 
We talked about FC Cincinnati. They are opening a new stadium for their MLS team. The first game is May 16th at that stadium. Well, they will have a naming rights partner. They will announce today that it will be called TQL Stadium. That's for Total Quality Logistics. That's a local company that has acquired naming rights to the stadium. There's a soft opening for the stadium on May 1st. The first game is May 16th, but FC Cincinnati will now play at TQL Stadium. We'll end with a couple of quick hitters. We've talked on the Buzzcast about Buzzer. That's the mobile platform which has deals with the PGA Tour and the NHL. It'll provide short-form live game content. Well, Buzzer launches today. That is a free app that was launched by Bohan. Bohan is a former Twitter sports executive. So there is some buzz about Buzzer in the marketplace. That free app launches today. Let's end the Buzzcast like we always do about people. Laura Gentili, ESPN Senior Vice President of Marketing and Social Media, has been promoted, and it's a big promotion. She will now oversee the brand marketing of Disney's linear networks, that's ABC, Disney Channels, FX, and National Geographic, in addition to her current responsibilities at ESPN. So a big move for Laura Gentili. She will report to Disney Media and Entertainment President of Networks Deborah O'Connell and ESPN President Jimmy Pitaro. So congratulations to Laura. Additionally, ESPN Plus Executive Vice President and General Manager Russell Wolf has expanded his role. He'll add leadership of the business operations business for all of ESPN's linear networks, and he'll join the leadership team of both Deborah O'Connell and Jimmy Pitaro. So big moves, big promotions for both Laura Gentili and Russell Wolf at ESPN. Meanwhile, let's stay with the ESPN lineage because John Skipper and Dan Lebetard have made a big hire at Metal Arc Media. They have named Gary Honig as executive editor. Gary Honig is a well-respected editorial leader. He was recently executive director of the Players' Tribune. He was, of course, a founding member of ESPN, the magazine, where he worked with John Skipper for a number of years and was the longtime editor-in-chief of ESPN, the magazine, but a well-known name in editorial circles, Gary Honig, joins Metal Arc Media. And look for our latest episode of SBJ Spotlight that will launch later today. We'll talk a lot about the upcoming NFL draft and the Tokyo Summer Games. So look for SBJ Spotlight later this afternoon. So that is your morning buzzcast. It's Wednesday, April 21st. I'm Abe Madcorp. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.